0: Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Paranormal Paradigm podcast. Unfortunately today Ben can't be with us as he's busy elsewhere and for a brief moment I thought I was going to be flying solo but luckily I have a friend Ryan who came round just to drop off some equipment as luck would have it, um, a night vision camera that, we, uh, that we've that we recently purchased and uh, I've asked him if he would like to step in and give us a few of his thoughts on uh, paranormal investigating so today you're kind of getting a two for one, you're getting two guests Rolled into one episode, so lucky you. Um, Ryan, hello. Hello. Um, so, thanks for joining <laughs> us. Um, bit lucky that you came round. Indeed, yeah. And uh, you don't have any other plans. It's a bit late if I do, isn't it, really? Yeah, so um, so he's sticking around. Um, you can't see the, the gun I've got to his head to, ma- <laughs> to make him stick around. But, uh, yeah, so, Ryan um, comes out on investigations with us um, over the past year or so. He's been coming on more and more. Uh, he's helped us out Greatly, places like the pub where um, sometimes we don't have other crew members turn up for whatever reason and he steps in and really helps us. So he's almost an honorary member of, uh, of the crew. Um, maybe we should appoint you. Mm. As a... I'm usually the one crawling in the corner. Yeah, yeah, he's normally <laughs> the <laughs> one. The first one to run out the door when something happens. Um, so for our listeners, what got you interested in uh, paranormal investigating? I
1: um, don't know. Going back to when I was a child, I had <clears throat> a few experiences and stuff going on in my house. Well flat originally when I was a younger child than house. Um, so I've always had kind of an interest in the paranormal. It's kind of one of those things you, you put to the back of your mind, you just get on with and you don't really pay much attention to and then it was I guess through. as a
0: child you don't you don't really understand it though, so Well,
1: no, not so much so. Um but you do understand the concept of the being sort of possibly ghosts and afterlife, all that sort of stuff. Um, but that was it. I am um, into all conspiracies, all that sort of stuff. And then when you started getting into all this, the the investigations and all all that. Yeah. Um, you were doing one at the pub, and you asked me if a would like to come along to one. And that was that.
0: That was that. Yeah. <laughs> and now you've been on, you know, a, hand, a handful or yeah. more investigations. Uh, Ryan was with me when I caught that photo that you guys may have seen that I uploaded to Facebook in the graveyard. Um, There was only me and Ryan there, actually, that night. Um, We're going to go back. This will go out after, but uh, when we've recorded this, we're going to go back in a few days' time. So
1: this might be the last you hear from us?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It it definitely had that that daunting feeling when we were there last time. Um, I know I spoke to you guys about it, what happened with the light that came on and um, Ryan's headphones were moving on their own around his neck. Mm -hmm. However, it was cold. It was, very it was cold, about yeah. minus one. Started snowing, didn't Started it? snow. It's the only yeah. snow I've actually seen. Um, was it this <laughs> winter? Well, yeah, <laughs> like Silent Hill, yeah, some kind of ash. <laughs> um, but yeah, it got, it got it got quite creepy towards the end. And, and although we were thinking of winding it up, I do feel like we were I felt like we had we felt like we had to leave, um, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of head out.
1: And it was, it uh, was almost as if we were being pushed towards, especially when we got towards the entrance at the end. It was yeah, as if we were being pushed out of the actual. Yeah, that's right. Actually, yeah, it was, <coughs> um,
0: It was. We, we kind of felt ourselves drifting more and more towards the the exit or the entrance of, of the graveyard, like a gate. And when we got there, um, we basically just couldn't wait to get over the threshold no, no. Uh, and back into the in, into the car, uh, mainly to get warm. <laughs> but also because they, they did feel like a presence that, that, that was pushing us um so when you're investigating and you know having been quite a, a newbie to the field um what are your thoughts on how it's done I mean I obviously you've watched TV programs throughout yeah. the years you've been with other groups who've who've done this kind of thing um and what everybody picks up their own way of doing it everybody picks up what they like about it what they dislike about it what what are your overall opinions on on investigating
1: I think a lot of the methods very outdated. Okay. So I think there's a lot of room for um, new, new ideas, new ways. Now, what those things are, I'm not quite sure yet. I do try to tinker with things, as you probably yeah. Right, as you see,
0: actually, yeah. Uh, Ryan, he, he's quite a uh, he's quite. I guess I don't know what the word is. Definitely
1: not clever. Uh, <laughs> <You won't laughs> no, Been hard on yourself.
0: He 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 tries to push the boundaries with what we do. So the ideas such as uh, using magnets around the outside of a spirit board um, to see if there's any kind of interference with the magnetic field, um, and to see if that is what's moving the glass. And uh, and I applaud that kind of thinking. And we, you know, it's it's that we are trying it. We will be trying it. And I know you've got several more ideas as well. Yeah. Um, so he's almost like the. <laughs> The Tesla of the, the the Tesla of our group, kind of pushing well, pushing the boundaries, pushing the boundaries with with what with what we're doing. Um, okay, so you think that's uh, outdated? You're obviously, as I've just mentioned, you're you're constantly trying to think of new ways to to contact the uh, the spirit world, shall we say. Yeah. Um, what 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 is your opinion on? Um, I guess so. When you've been with other groups, was there anything that you disliked with what they did? Was there anything that you liked and you've taken forward with your personal investigations?
1: Um, some groups I'm not gonna obviously name drop, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, some groups things are quite forced upon you, so you're told how to feel. So sometimes you go around with a group and there'll be somebody with you who will be, you know, are are you feeling this? You know, this is what happened here, subconsciously planting (coughs) it into your mind, yeah. And so you do kind of subconsciously feel that way even though you, you tell yourself right I'm not going to feel that way you do start to feel right. that way yeah. and you do kind of thing and it's when you get told information about a place before you go in it as much as you try to not have it in your mind it does it does come up and it yeah. will and I find it interesting if you know about somewhere before you go in there say like a spirit board that name will come up on the board or something will come up on the board yeah. based on that place whereas if you don't know nothing about the, the area I mean we did an investigation before we didn't know anything about the, the actual building at and we did an investigation and we've we came up with what happened in the building and it was afterwards speaking to the owner of the building we found out there was actually a fire but we came up with that on the board yeah before we'd spoken to the owner
0: yeah i mean just for your listeners to go into a bit more detail there what what ryan's talking <coughs> about is we were on a spirit board and we it, it, it came across that we were talking to a young was it a young girl a young girl yeah a young girl and and she claimed that she she died in in this building with her family and she died in a fire. She named the year 16. Now, she, she said it was 454 years ago, which was very weird Yeah, number. instead of actually telling us the year. But maybe being her age back then, they might not have known the year. Yeah. I don't know. Um, But yeah, then when we later went and spoke to the lady who, I guess the manager of the place who, who was opening and closing for us, she told us that uh, yeah, there had been a fire there and the word deaths and this was going, uh, she said it was 1,600 and something, and it rough, you know, give or take a, a, a decade. Um, it was around the same time that we'd, you know, we'd got from this girl on the spirit board. So when stuff like that happens, it's it's interesting. Yeah. And it, it it validates what you found and, and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, that, that's uh, that's good, actually. When stuff like that happens, it makes you want to... Trying to find more, but, yeah, going back to what I was saying
1: about groups... Here, When I personally do investigations, I I don't like to tell people how to feel. Ask me, did you feel that? Did you see that? I didn't see any. I just let them tell me how they feel. And I I do reiterate it's Nothing silly. No matter how. To admit what you feel. Yeah, no matter what they feel, what they think. Um, You know, we had one. I don't know if you've mentioned before too. But we had one with a lady in the pub when she said a name in the cellar, the basement. She said a name. Oh yeah, yeah. And Je- Jez. Jez, yeah, yeah. She said Jez. And we we was like she kept saying the name Jez, and we was all stumped. Nobody called Jez had ever worked there. We would asked the landlords. It was only later on on the evening, a different group had done a spirit board in. The uh, toilets, aren't they? Girls' the, toilets. The ladies' toilets. The yeah. ladies' toilets. Yeah. Uh, we had no interaction with this with his group who've been downstairs and they've got the Jez on the board which was quite so again it's that validation (laughs) of of what you're picking up yeah Um, I think
0: um, I think what Ryan's saying is it it echoes what I say and and listeners will know I've said it many many times um, that some of these groups do push you to feel or Mm -hmm. see certain things Um, and what's interesting is obviously ryan and i know each other and we share (laughs) we share similar opinions and we also disagree on some things um but the more and more people i talk to who are striking out on their own who are you know independent researchers and and whatever they all have the same opinion about these groups and and about the wrongs and right way of 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 investigating that's not to say that everything they do is wrong um you know there there are there are some tips that you can pick up from them but you which are really, really good. Um, but you've, you've always got to have it in your mind that they're you know, potentially just leading you on um, for monetary purposes, I guess, as, as, as we've discussed before. Mm-hmm. Um, right, so um, I did ask Ryan before we started recording if he wanted to stick around to interview our guest, and he has agreed. So he might be, he might be quiet. He doesn't really know much about the guest. He's literally just turned up. Um, so he might be a bit quiet. He might pop up with the odd question. So if you hear... Uh, a much broader black country accent than my own. That's Ryan. Um, so I hope you guys uh, in, enjoy Ryan's involvement tonight. Um, or non-involvement. <laughs> or non-involvement, if you sit quiet. Um, and tonight's guest is actually Melissa Martell. So she's the host of the Secret Door podcast. And listeners that have been with us from the near the start, this was episode four, the famous, elusive episode four. So if you look for episode four in the Paranormal podcast you won't find it and that's because we had to delete it unfortunately because I think 30 minutes or so of the audio uploaded and we don't know what happened but the rest of it all got um, erased, it got deleted or it never recorded, we don't know and we thought better to just get rid of it than to have you guys get half hour into an episode and not really have any outcome. So we got rid of it and tonight we're finally getting round to getting Melissa back on and we're going to be talking about green ladies and other spirits that haunt stately homes Uh, particularly in the uk now melissa's based in canada but she does have a huge interest in the uk and the um the ghostly goings-on over here in england particularly and um we're going to be getting into the the green ladies we'll be talking about colors of spirits we have gray ladies we have green ladies um does that mean anything in particular does does the color that we see on a spirit mean anything is it something they're trying to tell us who knows we'll discuss that with melissa um and yeah we uh, we hope you enjoy it and we're joined by B- melissa how melissa how are you
2: i'm really well thank you for having me on your podcast
0: that's okay um and melissa meet ryan my co-host today
1: hello melissa
2: hi ryan how are you doing
1: i'm too bad thank you how are you
2: i um, you know what, it's 10am here and I'm still waking up, but you know, I'm good. I'm good to go. <laughs> wow,
0: we're, we're going to be ready for bed uh, in a couple of hours. Um, ready for bed yeah. <laughs> Um, So for our listeners, we, uh, as mentioned in the intro, we had Melissa on previously. Unfortunately, the recording didn't quite work out how we wanted to, so we had to delete. Uh, and luckily, Melissa has agreed to come back on. So Melissa, you're going to be talking about... Um, green ladies and spirits that tend to haunt stately manners within the UK
2: yeah I, I host a podcast myself called secret door podcast and it was an episode i did earlier on um before i actually have a co-host now and you would ask me to talk about it of course Recording went bad. So, you know, it happens. Maybe Green Ladies had something to do with it. But um, I figured, yeah, we can recover it because it's interesting folklore. It's an interesting topic and it's uh, highly specific to your neck of the woods.
0: It is. I mean, there's um, I think we mentioned it when we previously recorded, but there's not a stately home in in, in England, particularly where there isn't some kind of spirit or lady or headless man (laughs) that is associated with the house. And, uh, you know, quite often people claim to have seen these spirits. So do you want to kick us off with a a particular story about uh, a lady who, who might haunt a house in the UK?
2: Well, in my podcast, I cover green ladies as a sort of spirit of a woman done wrong who's not not really just avenging things she's come back to sort of settle the score she wants to reveal the you know real terms of her her death and i start off with a castle in somerset called Longleat castle and it was the ghost of lady louisa carteray she's uh, um married to the lord bath uh what gosh I don't have the dates now, but it, it was a story. The dates when she she lived, I probably could pull it up really quickly, but um, she was, yeah, it, oh, it's 1712 to 1736, so long, long ago she existed. And I found the story on an interesting little documentary that was done in the 60s uh, called uh, Stately Homes, Ghostly Homes of England.
0: Anyways. I kind of think I've, I've seen
2: it, so I've watched it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got... Oh, what's her name? She played Miss Marple there. Um, she's oh, that, in it. That's, yeah, that's my Margaret, word.
0: Margaret, what,
2: Margaret Rutherford. That's oh, okay, her. Yeah. She's <laughs> in it. And they're sort of... It, it seems more like um <clears throat> that they're, uh, you know, doing some... Tourism for Longley, really, but trying to present it in a spooky documentary form. And they go in and they talk to the Lord Bath and he tells a spooky story about this, the green lady ghost that's in um, Longley Castle. And he talks, uh, says it's the Lady Louisa Carter and that she's often shows up in the hallway as this sort of green haze light that people will get this sense or start you know becoming overwhelmed with feelings now whether or not it still happens I don't know and whether or not it actually happened and it wasn't promotional you know it's who knows but he actually tells this story about her being she was married to the current Lord Bath in, you know, in the 1700s and that the relationship wasn't successful. And, you know, while he was away, she began an affair with some young unnamed man and yeah that happened a the, lot of yeah <laughs> the the lord the lord bath found out and there was a big duel and he locked her in the bedroom and it, there was a big duel and he ended up killing her lover and that she eventually dies of a broken heart so now she's seen in the hallway as a green light and they call her the green lady of longley castle um oh, okay. i mean it, it doesn't sort of it doesn't fair out historical when you go look at the records um there's no like
0: tv drama i mean it, it sounds yeah. like something that, that um, miss marple would investigate actually you know it,
2: exactly it,
0: It's um, <laughs> but interestingly I, I know now that lungleat on the on those grounds have a safari park mm. um i don't know if you have those um in canada but it's it's basically a place where we can drive our cars um, and there are lions roaming around and stuff like that. Um, and monkeys that pull you monkeys air. that pull <laughs> your car to pieces, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's interesting, and I, I do wonder if around this time, if it was just promotion for you know trying what? to sell sell the land or. Ex- no.
2: well that's exactly what it was the lord bath at the time in the 60s he was looking for ways to expand and the safari park that's when it was starting to get off the ground so i, I really it was definitely a promotional story because I, the fact that he actually tells the story is funny because when you go look in the history records there was no man nobody knows who it is and lady louisa didn't die of a broken heart she died in childbirth and her husband was was devastated, and he did end up leaving the the home and moving to the city, but not because of guilt of killing her lover, because he was devastated because she died in childbirth.
0: Yeah, I mean, the fact she died in childbirth tells you that they were clearly in a loving relationship as well, which yeah. kind of puts puts to bed the, 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 the story of a, a, a lover on the side.
2: Yes, but, I mean, does that mean that there's no green specter ghost? I don't know. When you put it in the terms that there are... Doing it for promotional, it seems like it could be false, but it could be based on someone's real experience. Like somebody could have had an experience where they seen some misty, strange lights in in the castle. I haven't really found too much online, but that doesn't mean there wasn't accounts or anything written in newspapers or anybody had experiences like that.
0: So, do you, when you've done your research on in this uh, in this case, do you know when the most recent would have been of the most recent sighting? obviously that was in the 60s was there has there been
2: any sightings in the 70s i haven't i haven't i haven't found any recent sightings and i mean that's in the that's in the private part of the household so it's not open to people like the public so you're not going to have anybody in the public at least in that hallway and i haven't seen anything of the current owners i know the current lord of bath he's an older fellow and he's pretty eccentric um he kind of looks like he could be out of like i don't know harry potter or lord of the rings <laughs> like he's, he's a pretty eccentric guy so uh, he he might be one he might be one to ask he, he might yeah. believe in something like that but his son who will take over and his son's wife them um, they seem pretty modern so i'd be surprised if they believed in any type of ghost but you never know okay it's
0: just kind of Thinking about it, we had a program that aired not long ago um, in, in England. I think it was just called Ghosts. And it was based around this old stately manor. And it was a comedy. And they had ghosts from all from all ages. They had a caveman ghost. They had um, they had a, a Victorian ghost. They had a Georgian ghost. And they were all living in, in this house together. And some new owners brought the house. And it was all about these ghosts trying to um, prevent these people from buying the house so they could carry on living on their own there. Um, and I do wonder if that's what's going on in these stately homes when they're being renovated constantly and that, you know, they're being brought up to modern times. I wonder if that can affect the, the spirits that haunt these houses.
2: It Certainly. And it could also be that, you know, when someone passes away, that you're more likely to see spectral things. And as time passes, that energy just weakens and disperses over time. And it's this You know, it's a process of death that we don't understand. Like, death might not necessarily be you just die and you're gone. There might be some energy left there. And it's just actually a natural process where the energy just evaporates over time and there's less and less sightings. And it could also be that, you know, only really sensitive people who are in that state of mind pick up on it
0: yeah yeah i mean we have um in the uk as i mentioned we have um we have headless ghosts, the headless horseman that quite often haunts these kind of homes um uh, we have the green lady but the most common is the gray lady uh, Mm -hmm. seen in in you know nearly every historic building in the uk has a gray lady and i wondered if you'd ever came across that colored spirit in any of your research
2: well i've got one right here actually interestingly right in front of my face i um there was a uh, ghost stories of the trust. So it's the national trust for national Scotland. Trust. So these, yeah. these yeah. these ghosts show up a lot in Scotland. It was the gray lady of Falkland play palace. Okay. So she has been seen. It's, it's interesting gray because I, I, I think it could be a visual like out of the corner. Someone misperceives something if it's gray, I don't know. Yeah. But apparently she, it's the same idea. She's waiting the return of her lover who disappeared off to battle and never returned. And she's wandering the castle forever waiting for, so these are these tragic characters. And they are almost like this codependent crazy people who never moved on. Like they couldn't get over this. They were so, their whole identity was wrapped up into this lover that they were, they're just doomed to wander the castle and um yeah it's 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 the exact same themes over and over again
0: so with, with the colors do you, do you think that the colors particularly um relate to anything so would, would 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 you see a green lady and anyone that appears green has a particular backstory and anyone that appears gray has a different backstory and therefore that's the reason they're <clears throat> giving off that particular color
2: Well, I actually researched it. We actually talked about this the first time over, and I was like, hmm, interesting. So I actually prepared myself and kind of looked up some ideas because I, paranormal wise, I never really had an opinion on that. I was looking at it from a folkloric perspective. Now, I mean, green can be highly tied into being earthbound, and um, like you've got a lot of um, pagan sort of celtic folklore where you have a green man you know you've got lady of the lake so green can be tied to uh, a very human energy a very earthbound energy and so the color of the ghosts from what i'm looking up and this is could be very woo woo it's a place called paranormal dot love to know dot com and they're (laughs) relating (laughs) exactly well i mean but we are we're dealing with the paranormal so people could be calling us woo woo as yeah, well yeah, i mean yeah. we're, we are talking about ghosts here so i'm just trying to put it in perspective but um it's about the energy that they give off and it's so it's associated with where they're vibrating in spirit so if it's green they commonly were associating green to an earthbound spirit um they talk about white or silver I guess you could put gray in that. Um, that with, be
0: like gray, a really so.
2: high source. But green is definitely, they're saying it's with the heart and with nature and earthbound human form. That and oh, gray and smoky um, may indicate depression or spiritual lack, an ambivalence and fear. So gray, gray is not a good color. Sorry, are ladies. Great, <laughs> gray is.
1: Go ahead. Ladies, sorry. Any other I'm sorry.
2: Spirits? I'm sorry. Can you say that again? You cut out here.
1: Sorry. Are there any other colour spirits?
2: Because we talk sure. about
1: green and grey ladies, silvery, white, but there never seems to be a mention of any other colours. Well, no, I mean, you never get like a blue lady. Yeah, yeah. or purple or. Nah.
2: Well. Like I said, all the other colors that they list here, like, and they're doing it in terms of orbs as well. They don't generally associate with um, human type spirits. So oh, you're yeah. like white and you're silver. You, you know what? You don't. If you see a black energy, that's or a black haze, that's not that you don't want to see a black haze because that's associated yeah, yeah. with something really malignant. Yeah,
0: so we um, would really be more into to, to demons, I guess, there or, or shadow yeah. men or something.
2: Yeah. Okay. It's, it's it's like and like red and orange are angry but the green is very earthbound and the gray is maybe they would have been green if they were not as depressed i don't i don't know
0: well, what's interesting <laughs> but, about this is um i've, I've obviously appeared on, on your show as a guest uh, mm-hmm. i believe we spoke about um about the, the theory that i hold dear which is that spirits are operating on on frequencies that we can't access because it's outside of visible light um mm-hmm. And I, I do wonder, you, you kind of touched something there where it was that they're, they're vibrating on a particular frequency and therefore they're giving off a particular colour. Yeah. And uh, that really struck home with me, actually, because that, that that makes so much sense mm-hmm. that when, when they're appearing in, in our world, into our visible light, um, we're seeing them because they're vibrating on that colour, that, that colour frequency.
2: <laughs> yes, and I'd, I, because um some of these figures like, say, a Green Lady hasn't moved on and they're still earthbound, they're going to appear green they are not it's if someone's transitioned and this is again i'm going a little bit woo woo here sorry guys but if someone's (laughs) transitioned and they come back they might appear white and glowy and blue like i've heard of people who've had visitations right after somebody has died and they've come at their bedside and they're glowing blue or they're glowing white and really bright and but they've they're not they don't seem to be stuck in that place they seem to have moved on and are coming back to relay a message and then they're gone they don't seem to be statically stuck there
0: okay it almost reminds me of of, of, a, of, of a spirit aura so as, as as we know uh being in in the paranormal world there's this thing called auras that that mediums claim to be able to see that surround us and someone will say oh your aura is blue or you have a yellow aura um and i wonder if that's the case i wonder if they've just taken their aura with them uh, in, into spirit if that's what we're
2: seeing um perhaps but i mean for i mean i i would think if you're a living if you're a living human that that, that those colors are also going to tie into emotion so i would think that yeah it yeah. wouldn't be one constant color like i could be gray today and then be in a better mood tomorrow and it, that might affect it i always felt that the lit aura was tied to be a living and that it was not some static thing sort of changed with how you felt
0: well i I guess off the back of that is it possible that that the spirits can change their colors you know
1: yeah there there are many places where
0: they have a green a gray lady and you know other different spirits is it possible that that it's the same spirit we're just seeing them in different moods or
2: possibly i guess it depends like uh, well you get this idea that there's a ghost that is just a it's not actually a spirit functioning there that's conscious it's just an impression so I I would suppose I would think that the gray green lady was probably an impression if she existed that it was that at that time what they felt and what they were doing was stamped into the environment and it was replaying itself so that you know it it's not going to change it might fade but if it was some sort of living conscious and energy that was there I wouldn't see why it couldn't change
1: okay yeah so if if you were to say for example to die in a specific mood if you were angry then your aura would possibly follow you into your spirit form
2: say that again sorry
1: if you were to die in a specific mood say you were angry Mm -hmm. yeah so you Mm -hmm. could die sad or you could die yeah Mm -hmm. and your aura would follow you into your spirit form so hence why. um
2: well It's, it's not, it's not, it's not. So what it is, is when you give off emotion, you can actually project it and it's actually not you. It's your, the energy that you give off. It's almost like you're projecting a mental thought form and emotion and it actually exists on its own and it's separate from who you are. Oh, there There's gosh. that there's like 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 if if I put out energy out into my field and I'm thinking thoughts, it can actually have its own form, separate from me. And weird things can start happening in my environment, and it's like an unconscious projection of what I'm doing. Like it's and if if you're going through some traumatic thing, like I had a guest on my show, and she uh, was talking about she, some ghosts from. Um, an asian country and there were these monks and they were before they were executed they were made to march around and around and around and then they were executed while they were marching and it was like f- during war and this was an actual thing and so yeah. what got left behind was that horrible terrible feeling that who they really are on and moves on but that it's that feeling and that emotion that they're doing and that gets stamped in there and left behind it's not them they're gone it's that activity and the emotion that it's it's literally it's like it's like you write a book and you take your pen and you write a bunch of thoughts and feelings and that book's left behind and it deteriorates for a while and it's and whatever but that's not you 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 move on with your day but there's this your emotions there in that book it's a recording
1: the residual yes
2: yeah, yeah, residual exactly that's the, that, that's the that. good word for it so that doesn't. So, like I said, it's the it's context. Is it somebody who's coming back that's a conscious entity, or something that is um, alive and flexible, or is it uh, residual? Is it something that's just a uh, recording? and and it's gonna stay the same color it might fade and then it's dissipate over time because it weakens and it and that it just starts deteriorating because it's in the physical field the physical world things deteriorate they're not they're only temporary here everything is always you know degrading and deteriorating yeah
0: yeah. (laughs) i I think you've you've kind of just blown my mind a little bit there i mean there's there's a there's a there's a theory that i've been i've been kind of playing with lately and it was is it possible that we can manifest our own hauntings? So we we manifest the ghosts that we actually see, um, and the paranormal activity that we see. And, uh, so I've been toying with the idea that maybe UFOs and Bigfoot and, and ghosts, they're all the same paranormal entity if you stripped away the, I guess, the world and you got right down to the coding. So is it possible that when we see a ghost or a Bigfoot, what we're doing is just manifesting our own beliefs onto that point of attention, that frequency, and therefore we're seeing it how we want to see it? Uh,
2: uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think our most of our experiences. Is- I wouldn't say it's all a projection. I, I do think that there's like a solid reality, but we are definitely projecting stuff, thoughts and experiences and subconscious elements onto events that happen in front of us. Um, that's why we have opinions and points of view. But I mean, there, there's the idea of a tulpa. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with that, where you can actually take your thought forms and if you focus really hard and and they've done experiments on this my former podcast we actually did a little experiment on this and you can create from your thought forms and emotions if you're describing something enough you can actually create a talpa, which is like a thought form spirit and it actually given enough emotional energy it can actually become its own separate being or energy and take on and at first it will start when you when you early stages when you're creating it it will start mimicking you it'll start it'll be like you and your thought forms and exactly how you're thinking it is and then once it gets so much power it can actually almost start taking on its own personality and acting separate and independent of of the people who created it with their thoughts so, is, is this so it's to... it's a theory. It's it's it's. Talpa is like I think it's Buddhist. It's a Buddhist concept, if I'm not mistaken.
0: So would that be similar to if you, let's say you're dreading something that's going to happen, and, and and you you know you kind of, you you think you failed a test or you failed an exam, and you keep thinking to I oh, know I failed. I know I failed. I know I failed, and then you do fail. Is um... it... Is that is that are we talking about the same thing there
2: or <clears throat> I don't know if they're exactly I think they're it's a similar concept but like with a topper, you're actually focusing on creating a being with the test I think I mean you're focusing so much on failing it's kind of like law of attraction that yeah, you're, yeah. you're actually getting yourself together. you're getting yourself worked up and and so I think they're very similar because they all come from thoughts and emotion but they're there's some nuance there.
0: So this tulpa, I don't know how much you know about this, but it's very interesting. Is it? Mm-hmm. Does it then exist within this world? And 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 does it look yeah. like you? Are you basically creating a doppelganger? I don't know if you've ever watched Twin no. Peaks. but I'm thinking of. Uh, I, it's
2: I'm not. Of... It's the tulpa will be created, and it will look like however you're v- envisioning it and describing it, like we did. One, someone, the famous one, and I don't have the story up here in front of me, is that they recreated this character of a monk and it actually started to show up shadowy. So if you keep, there has been, a, what was it, the Philip experiment. They did, this was a Canadian thing, they did, they created this ghostly figure called Philip where they described things and they were saying that it was actually starting to appear. It was a group effort where they they were trying they were trying to be scientific i'm sure there's lots of uh, holes (laughs) in their experiment. i i don't know how um scientific you can be about this but they were creating this character called philip that lived hundreds of years ago and there you know people started to experience different things now i would say if the group is experiencing it It's sort of got holes, but I would say the key to it is, like, if you're creating this figure and other people who don't know about it start seeing it. Like, I knew somebody who talked about creating a spider tulpa just as experiment, and then he moved out of that apartment and people started to complain about seeing spider things that disappeared. So like if somebody who had no idea that you did it started to describe, Hey, I'm experiencing this or I seen this thing and it disappeared and it was kind of like what you were trying to create. Then I would say you have some indication that there's something to it. I think that would, that would be the important part, but it's the top is you're specifically creating. It could look like you, if you imagined it, absolutely. But it could look like something totally different
0: i think that what's interesting is that um i like how you separated there the group and and somebody that's not involved experiencing it because the thing i was thinking then while you were describing that was well if they've put so much thought and energy into it when they're and you know inverted commas when they're seeing it are they just seeing it in their mind do you know have have they thought about it so much that it's it's not physically there there's no physical shadow they're just seeing it in their mind because they want to that badly
2: yeah, and that—that's where I would say that's the whole that—that that would be the c- fair criticism of that. You would want to have, like for instance, when people experience sleep paralysis, you can say, well, they're hallucinating, and there is all this um, evidence that they can't transition from a, a REM state to a waking state, and that's why they're having this old hag on them. But what has made me fascinated about it is when people who you know, had no sleep paralysis or visiting them or sleeping over, and they start seeing this hag and they start seeing things and experiencing paranormal stuff when they're around them. I would say, does it mean there's a hag? No, but it certainly means that something's going on or the mind's manifesting something and it's actually taking up space and affecting other people in reality.
0: Yeah, I mean, sleep paralysis again. Is that anything you've ever experienced? I, I've oh. I personally never oh. experienced. Oh, you have uh, you yeah.
2: ever? Once. Yeah, once, once I, once I did, I mean, I used to have night terrors when everything was not good in home life. Like when I was married, I used to have like bad nightmares, but I actually did do a have a sleep paralysis where i felt someone was walking in i thought i was wide awake and someone came in down the hallway in the room and crawled up on top of me and start trying to strangle me and once it happened and it never happened again so i did experience it and it's very real you think you're awake and you think it's really happening and so i can see why people are so like terrified by having that
1: but you
0: you accredit it to sleep paralysis nothing paranormal nothing
2: um well I, i'm i, I thought because we were actually doing a top of experiment at the time Uh, i thought it it could be equated to that or it could i didn't want to draw an absolute conclusion it could have been equated to that or it could have been about um just something was bothering me that i was unaware of it was unconscious okay or or a bad dream and i could have been a bad dream and i just wasn't able to wake up from it Mm. Uh, it's not something that's happened again there's a lot of people who have that they keep having sleep paralysis like they'll have it reoccurring and it gets worse and worse so it was a one-time thing and it never happened again thank thankfully okay
0: um so that was a huge massive uh diversion away from <laughs> uh, from mm, green but ladies <laughs> but, um, i know it, it was good um so just kind of bringing it back on track a little bit A lot of people often claim that they see shadowy people. I know you've got the famous shadow man or the hat man that people always claim to see. And it's always a black shadow. Do you think it is a shadow or do you think it's just like the green lady or the grey lady, but this is the black lady or the black man, for example? Well,
2: I think this is okay, It's going to get a little weird. (laughs) Why not? Let's go for it. Um, So shadowy figures the the interesting thing about shadowy figures is that let's see if i can phrase this the best way is that i think they could be i don't think they're green like the green lady from this the earthbound spirit i think they're from somewhere else and okay. because like when you're talking about two-dimensional three-dimensional four-dimensional if we're in the three-dimension we can't operate in the fourth because space and time we have that concept but we're in the three-dimension and if we if there say there were beings that existed in a two-dimension they wouldn't be able to perceive us in the third dimension Mm -hmm. so when we would put our finger down they wouldn't see it as our finger come towards them because they can only go back you know back and forth they can't move in three-dimensional space they would see it as a shadow so i think if if something is visiting us and we're seeing it as a shadow figure it's coming from somewhere else and we can't see its form we can only see it as a shadow does that make sense that
0: is amazing (laughs) that's what i think (laughs) that's that's fantastic um just a few seconds of silence there while i'm trying to process that Uh, Um, so so would you say that they're coming from so if we were to look at de- if if someone from a lower dimension, so the you know uh, second dimension, they they would only see us as a shadow. Yeah. So if we're only seeing a shadow, does that mean it's coming from a higher dimension?
2: Um, I don't know. Uh, well, it would have to be higher dimension because we're yeah. in the third. floor. Yes, so it would have yeah. to. be... <laughs> it, I don't. It, I I because we, we can we can actually see two dimension as it is. I don't think i mean i have no concept of fifth six like i had like i we will never i will never know because i don't have any concept but if in my opinion there's something to if we're seeing shadowy figures they're coming from somewhere else where we can't perceive them as they are i don't know maybe that's the best but the, the other notion is if they're feeding they usually tend to frighten people and feed on fear and so what you have to know is they are in our realm we are operating here this is our you know, domain. So we we're calling the shots. So you need to take charge <laughs> when when you see that, not to be afraid of it.
1: But it's not necessarily saying that that malicious or evil, just because we can't code what they are.
2: Well, <clears throat> um, the from the color, I I would say that that color is generally associated with something negative I mean, because. They, have, they certainly have a negative effect on people when people see yeah. them. I don't think it's totally in people's heads. Like, yes, people might be afraid because they don't know. But I don't know what a green haze is either. I don't know what a lot of different things are, but they don't inspire the same feeling. The actual color of it, whatever it is, wherever it's coming from, I think it's literally having a physiological effect on people that makes them afraid because it's actually having like when you're a lot of people physically are actually physically responding to it it's not just all in their mind or their emotional you can be like like one time I was doing an interview and it's the first time it ever happened I was talking to somebody who had poltergeist experience here on the um pacific west coast of um the uh, um Canada actually he's in the U.S. but While I was interviewing about three quarters of the way into the interview, I suddenly felt like something was right behind me and I've never had this before and all the hairs on the back of my neck stood up and it didn't feel very good and he was talking about negative stuff and it could have been me. But I'm not like I don't go into flights of fancies while I'm interviewing people. I'm pretty like question answer. And it felt like someone for about two or three minutes was standing there and it didn't feel very good. And it was actually having a physiological effect on me. Like the hairs on the back of my neck were standing up and I started to feel very strange. And I was like, OK, whatever you are, go away. And I could feel it leave. And then my the hair, everything went back to normal. So I, I do think that, yes, we can have mind um problems like we can manifest stuff and get emotional for things that are not there but i think that things can also really be happening that has a physiological effect on people and these black things or shadow people if they're showing up when you're not sleeping if you're having sleep paralysis that's different but if you're like waking life and you see some black shadowy thing and it's and you're not feeling very good there there's something physically happening in your environment that's that's affecting you
1: yeah, I mean, we've we've done investigations and we've we've seen these these shadow beings, shadow creatures, spirits, whatever you want to call them. Um, it's the exact same effects on us. We, we feel uneasy. You do feel that negativity and all these sort of feelings and emotions. Um, so yeah, I would agree with you on that. I think what's um, interesting is that is that. But you, you can see for anyone that's investigated this, you can see these shadows even in pitch in black. Yeah. Uh, and it, mm-hmm. it's quite strange to put in context how a room can be dark but you can still see but you can see a dark yeah. object in a dark room and that object then moves out the room and the room becomes light but even <clears> you could <throat> say it's always adapting but then the object will come back into the room and the room's dark but you haven't moved rooms
2: it's very that's very probably to- <laughs> if you guys have ever gone caving um you're, you're you 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 when you're doing your investigation you probably perceive your room as absolutely dark but it's probably not pitch black if you go caving down and all the lamps are turned out that's pitch black and you won't you, and your your mind can start filling things into so you have to be really careful cuz I've done caving before and when they turned the lights out it was literally pitch yeah, black yeah, you couldn't even see your hand in front of your face so i think when you're when you're in a room and it's dark that's it's still it's dark you can't see anything but it, it's not pitch so yeah. you would still if there was something darker you would be able to see it
0: i think the um we, we've done a location called drake low tunnels which isn't that far from where we are and it mm-hmm. was a it was a like a nuclear bunker and it, you're about 400 feet underground at the point wow. deepest point and there's about five miles worth of tunnels and the tunnels are huge you can get like two arctic lorries side by side down some of these tunnels um, just to go down there for the uh, the architectural side of things is is fascinating. um, but it's exactly the same there. When the lights go off, you cannot see the hand in front of your face. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so, so creepy down there. and um, and we've experienced it down there. you know we've we've seen like a darker mass, and you think, how is that possible? You know that th- there's yeah. no light anywhere. there's no electricity in most of this place. Um, how can we see a darker mass on what we would perceive as the darkest shade of color?
2: Yeah, that's, that's, um, okay. So if you are seeing something, I know when we went caving, they said, well, then it's your mind feeling stuff in and hallucinating. Um, but I didn't have a sense of, oh, dread when I was caving. So if I'm somewhere and, and all of a sudden I start having the sense of dread and it's pitch dark, you know, that's that's not a good I, I mean, we do you do have to say, like, it could be electromagnetic frequency, there could be stuff that there is stuff in the in our environment that can cause people yeah. to act strange, and have that that's true, you have to. honest about that but generally speaking if i'm sitting in my house and i feel fine and something is all of a sudden behind me and i don't feel good and it feels like someone's standing right there almost touching me like um i don't think i'm having emf changes like that that would cause that like because then i would be having those emf changes all the time not just one time for one interview and then never happens again
0: well, what, what's interesting is just talking about Draclo Tunnels is down there. We've quite often seen um, they look like sparks of light that are just appearing out of nowhere, but they're always white or green. Um, and I wonder if that again goes back to this, th- th- these colored these ladies that we speak about. So we never see another color, really. It's always white or green. And um, I wonder if what we're seeing there is the same energy that that is appearing as a lady.
2: It could be. Yeah, I mean, that's possible.
0: Because we've had mediums that have said that it's it's positive energy. It means that yeah. there's love or there's, 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 you know, things like that well, around. So.
2: Yeah, like like this research that I did on the lights talked about green being associated with the heart, which is interesting because you, you think it'd be red, but red yeah. is actually more associated with anger, something more aggressive.
0: Well, interestingly, I think I can never remember which one it is. It's the longest or the shortest, but it's the red is the longest or shortest frequency in terms of colours, and that's why it catches our attention so much. So oh, that's why they use it as stop God. signs or warning signs and things like, oh, in the Matrix, it was the lady in the red well, dress. They use it a lot in horror.
2: Yeah.
1: your heart racing. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, lo- yeah, red is the longest. I'm actually looking this up. So yeah, yeah, gonna... yeah, red <laughs> is the longest. Red, yeah. red is longer than all the other ones, that's right. You yeah. are correct, so,
0: and, and I wonder the if frequency, that's why we
2: never the frequency, the lady. wavelength. Yeah, the wavelength is longer. The frequency is shorter. Yeah, that's it. What and that means.
0: And, and and I wonder if that that means why we never see a red lady. Maybe it, it's something to do with how we're decoding
2: mm-hmm. the
0: frequency or something. I, I, I don't know. Maybe.
2: Could, yeah, absolutely. Um, because because <clears throat> oh yeah because yeah I know go ahead. <laughs> i'm just i'm like guys i'm just looking at this this little um um thing about ultraviolet visible light and i'm like okay I d- i'm not even going to try to unpack that <laughs>
0: I, I can I, bet I can send you the exact that, i bet that's the image that i use in my presentation so that's basically my, what i talk about with my theory and how you, we can only see 0.05 percent of of yeah the light spectrum and then so you think well, what's happening in the 99.95 percent that we can't perceive mm. um so that's like the ultraviolet and the infrared. And interestingly, people have done studies and found that ultraviolet always seems to harbour positive energy, whereas infrared seems to harbour a more negative energy. And you have animals such as dogs, cats, reptiles who can see into the the infrared and that's for hunting purposes. Uh, and how often do you have an animal sitting in your house staring at something that you can't see or reacting to something in the corner of your room that you, so- you can't see?
2: So, so that's so funny because you have infrared saunas being promoted as health and people yeah, are sitting yeah. in infrared heat. <laughs> and they're that's just like, it's so true, healthy, yeah. but it, you're, you're, you're saying, no, nah, it's more negative. I'm like, Oh, that's the last time I go in an infrared sauna. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. I mean, that that's just some of the research that's been done. I mean, when people have had negative energies contacting them on spirit boards, they, um, they will shine a UV torch onto it and very quickly the negativity seems to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've associated that that the infrared is negative and the ultraviolet is positive. Um so That's... it's very interesting again it plays into the you know this colour scheme and the the colour of ladies. I wonder if there are any co- like coloured ladies haunting places that we can't see because it's outside of the the visible light.
2: Oh I yeah I would bet that there would be where maybe you're going to have <clears throat> more of a sense of a feelings or rather than seeing a light you're it's going to be more that you get perceptions or images in your head or you actually just start reacting <clears throat> excuse me <clears> throat> my throat okay. i just need to clear my throat Sorry, i guess okay. um you might just start reacting to something emotionally or start feeling certain ways but you can't see it and it could be because that wavelength is affecting you and you just yeah you can't perceive it
0: Wow. okay um i guess we'll we'll start wrapping up now because i know that you've have you got work today or
2: no no day off uh, I, I
0: just know, <clears throat> easy sometimes.
2: for some strange reason my throat is getting i don't know hopefully i'm not getting a sore throat and sick oh well,
0: everyone, my voice is is everyone is a little
2: more my voice is a little more raspy today so uh,
0: <laughs> i'm um, selling yeah okay so obviously you've already mentioned you're the host of the the secret door podcast which i am a huge fan of i, su- I subscribe to youtube i listen to every single one of your shows i'm loving the new format with your with your co-host i think it's taken it in a in, in a great direction um but would you like to let our listeners know where they can, where they can Sorry. find you we'll contact you're you.
2: gonna you probably have to edit this part out because my throat is getting well okay yeah, so yeah, believe yeah. it's it's, it's, it's no 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 (laughs) clear it out i'm like (laughs) 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 you can edit that part out i'm good Yeah, so I operate, the. I started the Secret Door Podcast, and I have a new co-host. She's someone I've known for decades. She's, uh, you know, sort of psychic, exorcist, paranormal, intuitive, and I am I do a lot of the same things in research. So I have, my co-host is Linnea Pearson, and you can find everything at secretdoorpodcast.com. We do an hour show every week, and I'm going to be doing little mini- sort of in-the-news paranormal shows that I'm just putting on YouTube, little short 10-15-minute videos during the week. Hopefully, I can keep that up. So that's what we're doing. So an hour discussion with either us or a guest on Fridays, Saturdays, and then little mini-video clips on YouTube just talking about what's in the news for paranormal or alternative spirituality, and maybe even cryptozoology. It's all tied in.
0: Okay. Can you give us uh, the latest headline from the paranormal news world?
2: <laughs> oh, I'm having a video coming out on Monday, a little mini clip. And it is about an article I was actually posted on our Facebook group. And it's about a psychic who has been arrested because she ch- frauded a woman out of over $70,000 wow. to... Because the her claim, the psychic's claim, was that this woman's daughter was had a demon, and they had to exercise the demon and put the evil spirit, take it out of the daughter, and put it into a Barbie doll. So I sort of discussed <laughs> why that <laughs> is I'm not about. good, and why, I mean... My friend operates as an exorcist and an intuitive and, sh- you know, we're like, wow, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my little news clip. So I make it a little more. It's not the long format. It's short and I make it a little more entertaining. So what I'm talking about, yeah, Barbie as a demonic vessel.
0: <laughs> it's like Chucky or, or, or yeah, nice.
1: Annabelle. Annabelle? I'm,
2: not even, I'm not even going to. Yeah, I totally I totally do that. I totally make that. Um, connection <laughs>
1: that's brilliant action yeah. that man's in for a good time. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um right okay brilliant uh well thank you for coming back on again um hopefully this works and hopefully this goes out uh coughing and <laughs> um, <laughs> all
2: um right, yeah sorry guys i think i'm coming down with something so then the voice is just getting a little raspy Um. I, I, I normally have um, a little bit higher pitch voice actually an, an
0: angelic <laughs> voice shall we say
2: yeah. <laughs> um maybe, maybe not
0: <laughs> um so yeah thank you very much for coming on um hope you've enjoyed it and uh, we'll definitely catch up soon again um maybe have another crossover on each other's show again uh in, in the future
2: sounds like a plan sounds great thank you guys for having me on it was great
0: thank you very much take care Thank you. see ya okay so that was our interview there with melissa Martel. um Hopefully, she's not too ill. Hopefully, she, she gets a bit better after this interview. I know she was coughing a bit towards the end there. Um, I know there's a lot of it going around here. Oh, maybe not in Canada. No, yeah, I don't think it'd go that far. But yeah, uh, I know around our parts, um, everybody seems to be ill with something or another. Um, and um, so, yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting interesting topic. Went completely off. Yeah, completely off tangent. Yeah, <laughs> went, went on a huge diversion there. Um, but still interesting I mean God what did we cover uh, shadowy oh. people <laughs> sleep paralysis uh, how dark it can be in caves yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, caves yeah I mean caves. We'll, we'll yeah I don't know how we got into caves but we'll, you know we'll, we'll definitely get Melissa back on yeah, she's, yeah. She, You know, she's a great girl we'll get her back on and we'll talk about um, well, we'll probably just go off on another tangent, yeah. to be honest. Um, start off with a, a subject. Start and... <laughs> off on the subject and then completely move on. Um, but yeah, please, guys, do check out her podcast. Subscribe to her on YouTube. Um, it's the Secret Door podcast. She's just taking it in a new direction, as we mentioned, with a new co-host. And uh, it's really working for her. And um, and, and she's just an all-round uh, great lady. Um, so, yeah, um, our next episode, I'm not sure what that's going to be be um we it might be the part two of the of last episode the uh the video um that we did where we were talking about uh investigation techniques and and uh, tools that we use um and we'll have our guest on that should have been on but un- unfortunately had to cancel that's uh les so les um is a fellow investigator part of our group um, he's been doing it for years and years. Probably, I'm sure he won't mind me saying, before I was born. <laughs> before I was born. But yeah, before we were born. Uh, he was he was knocking around with a, a K2 meter or or uh, uh, a Ballad. Ballad. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, but yeah, so um, he's he's a veteran of the field, shall we say? Is is, is Les, and uh, he'll certainly bring on, uh, on on some great insight into the uh, the subject of paranormal investigating um also on a personal note i've got uh, a few dates coming up a few lectures around the uk um on i'm not sure if when this will go out so you may have missed it but if it comes out before on the 23rd of january i'm talking at bufog birmingham ufo group um so look that up i think i've shared the the, the invitation onto the paranormal paradigm facebook page in March I am at East Anglia UFO, which I think is over in Cheltenham Way. or Cambridge. New, New Cambridge. Mar- Newmarket. New yeah. yeah New and I think May I'm back up in Newcastle for Truth Seekers North East, which is um, I mean, it's just outside the city centre in Newcastle. So if any of you are in these areas, um, let me know if you want to come along and I'll I'll make sure I, I come and talk to you. Um, and uh, yeah so as always thank you very much for listening thank you Ryan for joining me on such short notice thank you for having me um, hopefully you guys enjoyed Ryan's input I know Melissa struggled to understand his uh, his black country accent a bit there but uh, if he uh, if ever he takes this up permanently I'm sure he he can work on his linguistic I've always been told to have a face for radio so <laughs> yeah um, and then if any of our listeners come from our area maybe you can understand him a little bit better Um who knows? I might put sub. It's unfortunately this isn't a video, so we can't put subtitles, <laughs> <laughs> which probably would have suited. Um, but yeah, happy new year to you guys again. Uh, I know it's kind of. Can we? When do we stop saying this? Um, and uh, thank you for listening as always. Feel free to share uh, the podcast. Feel free to comment, um, and uh, we'll speak to you very soon. Thank you very much.